All right, boys and girls, let's talk about slut shaming. Is it is slut shaming a really bad thing? Um, no. First of all, ladies, if I don't call you a dumbass hoe, how the fuck are you gonna know if you're being a dumbass hoe? <laughs> like, all right. So I get it. I, I get it. if you're being a dick and you're just making fun of. For those of you guys who don't know what um, slut shaming is, it's basically when you disrespect. Or talk shit about a female who is very sexually promiscuous. All right. Um, I personally, I think to some degree there needs to be shaming of all uh, kind of immoral acts. And yes, I'm saying anybody who ha who goes on a rampant fuckfest, all right, binge is a slut, male or female, and you deserve to be shamed. Guys who, who have multiple baby mamas deserve to be shamed, all right? You have no self-control, motherfucker. You deserve to be shamed. I deserve to make fun of you. Make fun of you. Like, why are you fucking multiple, multiple women um, without a condom, getting multiple, multiple fucking babies and not taking a single care, uh, taking care of a single one of them, all right? Why am I saying multiple two times? <laughs> what an idiot but if you if you're not taking care of your, your responsibilities you deserve you deserve to be made fun of and if you're a woman who is first of all like the re the reason why women are made fun of more i know i talked about this in another episode the reason why women are made fun of more for being sexually promiscuous is because it's less cool if a woman gets fucked by a lot of guys versus a a a guy fucking a lot of girls. Why? Because girls don't have to do anything to attract dick their way. Like, dick is going to come your way. If you're a girl who's relatively attractive, all right, doesn't go out of her way to, um, I don't know, um, try to cake, up too cake on too much makeup and is just, you know, an average girl. If you're a girl who, who has average looks, you won't struggle at all attracting a guy to you. Like, guys will come to you uh, throughout your life. Now, if sometimes, you know, your attitude may be intimidating and, and guys may, may not want to be around that, but uh, for the most part, you, sh you won't struggle attracting, attracting the guy your way. If you're a guy who's average looking, you will struggle 100%. You will 100% struggle because as a guy, it is, it is your job to impress the girl to want to fuck you. It is your job to get her to be attracted to you and what you have to offer. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's a lot less it's a lot less cool. I remember there was a fucking there was a fucking saying I I found that was like um, if if there is a a lock that is opened if no no, no hold on I forgot <laughs> yeah I forgot there was a saying that referred to this how does it go okay let me, hold on it's if there is a lock that is opened by any key, it is a useless lock. However, if there is a key that can open any lock, then that is a master key. All right. If there is a dick that can open any vagina, <laughs> that is a real nigga dick. And if there is a vagina that is opened by any dick, then that's a hoe. <laughs> that is a hoe. Like... Okay, maybe I'm being a, a bit toxic here, and I will agree that it's not fair that uh, some women are completely degraded for, you know, having a bit of 
a bit of a promiscuous past, and I I will agree with that. Like you shouldn't be shaming somebody for existing, all right, just because they suck some dick back in the day. But ladies, do not be surprised you were getting clowned on. Ain't nobody told you to suck all the dicks around you. Nobody told you to. Nobody told you to get dog team, uh, double teamed by football players or and basketball players or even the band team or the band players. Nobody told you to let multiple guys run through you. You you decided to do that because you were feeling young, wild, and free, all right? Just like the guys, ain't nobody told you to get multiple girls pregnant. You were feeling young, wild, and free. Mom, guess what, people? Your past has a consequence. There are There are consequences to your actions regardless of how long you wait. All right. Um, it may take longer for some consequences to show up or quicker, but they will come. They will come your way. All right. They will come a lot harder than you did back in your past. <laughs> I think like feminists like to politicize, you know, the concept of slut shaming. All right. And say that it's men trying to hold women down. It's no, no. I'm sorry. Like no guy, no guy who who has what value or pride in him in himself is willing to date a girl that he knows has that like has been teamed out or ran through by whole packs of guys. Like if if there are groups of guys, groups of guys with sex experiences with your own girl, like that doesn't sit right in my in my own psyche. Like again, there, if there can be a few guys, like let's say three, five. Yeah, three or five. Most guys don't even have a body count of up to three. They may pretend they have, but very few guys actually have a bounty body count of more than three. All right, I got lucky, have a body count of ten, but that's that's only like I know girls who who reach ten by the time they're fourteen. All right. Now there are some player guys who get mad pussy, and and I'm definitely not gonna disagree with that. But those guys who get mad pussy are in the top 1% of the male population, meaning they're the funniest, the best looking, the most athletic, the very, very wealthy. Like those guys are in the top 1% of the male, popula of the male population and they are drowning in pussy, all right? But very, like I know women who aren't even close to the top 1% in anything, any, any category, whether or not it's attractiveness, friendliness or wealth or whatever i know girls who are in the top 98 percent that have body counts of 15 to 25 like <laughs> it's it's a lot easier to be reigning in, in in sexual experiences if you're a female versus if you're a guy so the and so I I will definitely stand behind the concept of slut shaming and saying that it's necessary to remind our society that sex is not just something that you know you should do. Like I still stand behind that that most people are better off. You know I'm not saying say no to sex every single time. Like no you you if you're a guy you want some pussy. If you're a girl you you want some dick. Like, by all means, get what you can, but self-control is a thing. Like, you do not be surprised that people are unimpressed by your lack of self-control. You know, you need to, you need to keep yourself on lock if you want to regu regulate your own, 
you know, your own vices, your own behavior. You know, that's, and that's all I have to say about that matter. Slut shaming is important to our society and society. And I will never go back on that. I think slut shaming is a thing that no matter how much the feminists cry and bitch about, it's going to stay there and it should, it should forever stay there. All right. And I what another, something I want to talk about. There was this, um, I saw this show on Netflix called Teenage Bounty Hunter. It's a show on Netflix that follows two teenage girls, uh, two teenagers, uh, teenage females who live double lives as bounty hunters and regu regular school girls. Um, it is, I cannot, when I say this, I've never seen, like, it's probably one of the corniest plot lines I have ever seen. And, uh, you know, it's one of, one of those cheesy feminist girl power kind of shows where they show that girls can be lethal and dangerous too. Like, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies. Whenever I see any female lead character in any action movie beating up a pack of grown men, I have to laugh and change the channel, all right? I have to fucking laugh and change to the next next show because, okay, I get it. These action um, films are fiction. It is definitely impossible for a a one for one guy like like Jason Bourne to fight through thousands of other guys and win. It is definitely very unlikely that that's going to happen. However, it is much more believable that a man who is I don't I don't know six foot two can beat up other men who are also six foot two, all right, and other men who are probably a, a bit shorter, all right. It's much more believable to see grown men beating up grown men than it is to see a skinny 120 or 30 pound girl beat up grown men. Like, I guess she can kick him in the dick or kick him in the balls. But whenever I see a lot of these uh, uh, girl power, like, unless, of course, like, Kill Bill, a movie like Kill Bill, cool as hell. Because although it's an action film and she's doing some un unbelievable shit, it's more believable because they're not trying to mark it as reality. It's clearly, Kill Bill is clearly like a fictional uh, spoof of the typical action movie, but they they get away with it because they don't, they don't it doesn't take itself too seriously. It, it does what it does. It, it does what it's supposed to. It's just a random movie about a girl kicking some fucking ass, all right, trying to get some revenge, all right? It's not trying to portray the girl as as some, you know, realistic, dangerous killer. She's doing fictional shit that you only see about in comic books, all right? Unless the movie is, is something that's so fictional that it can fit, it, it, can, it can go in a comic book, like I can't take that seriously. Like I don't want to see. I saw this saw this uh, movie called Salt. Like it, it features Angel Angelina Jolie um, as a Russian spy living in a in the United States, and she goes around beating the shit out of uh, random super uh, male spies, uh, male super spies. She beats the shit out of, out of them and gets away. All right, that movie made me cringe. Through the entirety, the entirety of the of the plot, because there are so many scenes where I know, like she gets punched by a man, and I know in a realistic situation, all right, 
where she's uh if a man was to punch a woman as hard as she got punched by those uh male spies she would be she would be knocked the fuck out like she wouldn't stand a chance but for some reason like i get it in in superpower shows or tv shows i i let it slide because okay the girl has superpowers and it's easier for for that to make sense and i actually like shows like that where the girl has superpowers that makes it uh easy for me to believe that in in their world that girl can fight all right but you're not gonna convince me, all right? That some blonde bitch that is barely like the average woman is like what five three, five five. The average man is five eight, six feet, and like a hundred and eighty pounds. While the average woman is like a hundred and twenty five to one hundred thirty. Like that is a fifty pound difference with a genetic with men simply having a genetic uh uh. Which, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Advantage of simply being stronger, all right? Like, there's just, they're just stronger. Like, I've seen the skinniest man in, men in the entire, in the entire world, like, uh, tank hits from big, thick women because of the simple fact women are born physically weaker. So I can't take these action flicks full of, you know, pretty little girls seriously especially especially shows like teenage bounty hunters like it's it's like one of those um it has it's basically it's one of those cheesy plot lines where the girls are right are are just so uh, elite they can go toe-to-toe with the most with all of the dangerous spies they can come against and all that crap i just found it so fucking cringe i couldn't deal with it like i i, I didn't even um i didn't actually watch the actual show i know i'm so I could be hating on it entirely. It may be a spoof, and I'm just talking out of my ass. I'm just sounding, sounding more of a toxic, narcissistic douchebag, which I am. I will never deny that. Um, but when I saw the trailer, when I saw the trailer, um, I saw all that I needed to see to develop this opinion that I have right now because my opinion fucking matters, okay? My opinion matters more than yours because I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> is is it is it wrong to feel like that 24-7 that you're just wrong and everybody else is right? I think that's what they call narcissism. But like often <laughs> I'm being serious here. Like often whenever I get in debates with people, like most of the time they're fucking wrong. And I'm not even trying again, I get it. We are all wrong. We all have moments of being wrong. But what I'm saying is for the most part, when I'm in a debate with people, I they, they are so fucking wrong, it is atrocious, and I'm right, but they're unwilling to accept the, the fact that they're wrong. We always arrive to, these, to this situation of, let's agree to disagree. Like, if I'm wrong, I will agree with you and be like, okay, I'm wrong, all right? I, but I've never met other people who are willing to admit that they're fucking wrong. We are all stuck. Like, I hate the idea of agreeing to disagree. That, that is probably the dumbest concept i've ever heard of like if you're wrong you're wrong what what let's agree to disagree means is basically my opinion or i believe i i have emotional attachments to my opinion and i'm unwilling to let go of them regardless of the information you present that suggests that i'm entirely entirely in the wrong all right, that's what it means in reality when people start talking about let's agree to disagree. Like, no, my nigga, you are you are fucking wrong. I am right. Accept it. 
Stop crying like a bitch. Stop, like, the entire concept of let's agree to disagree makes me fucking cringe. I know, I know you, you guys are waiting to hear that since I always say cringe. Uh, I'm trying to shake the habit of um, using the word cringe because it's gotten bad now that it's probably, that you can probably um, clip, I think probably, I'm going to say um, one to about 30 times I say in a in a podcast episode. In a single episode, I probably say cringe 30 times. I'm trying to cut it down, all right? I'm trying to cut it down majorly, so, oh, I just farted. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear my fart? Oh my god, that was a it was a it was one, it's one of those piercing farts that come at such a velocity that it pierces. It it, it kind of stabs at your butthole and <laughs> edges a bit. It, you know, it's one of those piercing farts. Oof. Oh man. All right. <laughs> Next topic of the day: the concept of equality. Does equality exist now? I'm going to come out and say it. Not every human being is born equal. We just aren't. I will stand behind that. I believe there are some people who are better at certain things. Some people are worse at certain things. And some people are better suited for certain positions. All right. Um, no, nah, it's not genetic. It's just not. Nah, of course, so if you are if you were born beautiful and your parents are beautiful, there's it's genetic, you know. But like there are some talents that are passed genetically, passed on genetically, and there are some talents that are just are just developed because that person is who they are. You know, I I believe the human race's obsession with equality is misguided because we are all afraid of being on the bottom. Nobody wants to admit that you know we are worse off than some other people. Now, there's a difference between being unequal and being a douchebag, all right? If you are somebody who was born with all of the natural, all right, genetic uh, advantages in a certain society, like, you definitely should be happy about that. But if you go out of your way to make the lives of other people more miserable, then you're, you're just a fucking douchebag. No, like, you are just a colossal fucking douchebag. And there's no real way around it. <laughs> like, I can never, uh, like, for the, for the most part, if you are somebody who was born with all of the genetic advantages, you should definitely take it upon yourself to go out of your way to make your society a better place. Not, not a better place in your opinion, a better place and, um, for what's best for the, like, for the people, like how to make it easier all right, possible. How to make it more possible, possible for every individual in your society to reach their peak or their hidden poten potential? Like you definitely shouldn't go out of your way to make life simpler for people like you, because that's just making it easier for the for the top of the people born at the top of the hierarchy to control the masses. Like no, that's called being a dickhead. All right, the the what we need to do is. Realize that every every individual has a purpose, right? Every individual has a role to play in their greater society, all right? I know I'm sounding rather collectivist, but I'm not collectivist. Even in a capitalistic, free-willed um, 
individualized society, everybody has a purpose. The bus driver has a job to bring the nurse student, the college student, or the uh, school teacher to work on time. Or, you know, they, they need to bring the citizens to where the, their next stop is. Even the bus driver has a purpose. What we need to stop doing is um, deciding somebody, an individual's worth based on their societal, their position in the societal hierarchy. We need to recognize the fact that human life itself is sacred and every, and every individual deserves the respect necessary for them to, you know, become the best possible version of themselves. Wow. And we, we, we need to do that while balancing out our understanding of reality that yes, the, the billion dollar tech genius mogul is superior per se is superior to the janitor. Like that's just a fact. If you're a janitor, although you definitely have a good role to play, you're cleaning. But the general fact that the billion dollar tech genius is coming out with concepts and ideas that, that will make your life easier and everybody else's lives easier. We need to, that's, that's how we do things. That's, that's how our society operates naturally. However, we pretend as if, as if that's not how things work. You know, there's a reason why Elon Musk gets, there's a reason why Elon Musk gets more, gets more respect than the janitor at your, at your high school or at your work. You know, there's a reason for that. Now, what we have to understand, we need to remind ourselves is just because you may have a higher position in the societal hierarchy, it doesn't mean that everybody else's everybody else's life doesn't matter. Like human life is sacred, and we should definitely value each and every person as a, a, a equal individual in our society. They need to have their say. They need to have their say in in their environment. But we must not let that cloud our our judgment you know what i mean like we are we are uncom uncomfortable right now with ourselves because we are all afraid it's that whole concept of you know like i, I remember i watched a movie called mississippi burning all uh, right if you if you guys don't know what it is it's a story about that focuses more in the jim crow era of the south and how the south uh and mississippi would go out of their way to terrorize the black community um but um what what, it, what one of the scenes that caught my um attention was one of the main characters was given a story of how he he had a black farmer as a neighbor who happened to be doing so well he 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 was able to buy himself a brand new tractor which helped him helped him um you know, crops, um, collect his crops and perform as a farmer better than his own father. And this guy was white. The main character, the main character that was telling the story was white. And his father obviously was white. His father, seeing his black neighbor succeed, um, better than him felt, um, ashamed because obviously the, the neighbor was black and he was white. And back in the Jim Crow era, all right, white people didn't like the concept of black people becoming better than them in any way possible. So his own father went, went out in the middle of the night and broke uh, his neighbor's tractor, all right? And, and what his father ended up saying to him um, 
um, to his face. His father said to the child to his face was, if you're not better than a, than a nigga, you're not better than anyone or something like that. But it's just like that constant that of like, we are all uncomfortable with the idea of being on the bottom. So we go out of our way to look for other people to position on the bottom so we can make ourselves feel better. It's a mental, it's, it's part of the human condition, right? We, we are un uncomfortable to admit it. It's how, it's the same reason why the second place runner of any race will always feel a bit inferior because that's, although second place is better than last place, uh, is better than, than last place. It's not first place, you know? And when you're, when you're the first, like you are the undisputable, you are indisputable, indisputable, indisputably the best, you know, the, you were the alpha dog and everybody wants to feel like the alpha dog. I think what we, the people need to recognize is our, our obsession with equality is, although it's definitely, it has the right intent intentions. We should all aim for a society where we are all treated with the, the necessary respect that we need to go about our business. Cause we all need like, let's, although you can say, Oh, I don't need compliments. Everybody needs compliments. Like I don't, I don't, if I don't receive a compliment at, at least once a month, I will always feel like a shithead. Like I need somebody to say thank you to me. If I do something nice, say thank you. I need somebody to give me a high five. If I say something funny or say, Hey, that's funny. Laugh. When I say something that's funny, we all need compliments. We all need recognition for our, our, um, contributions to the societal the societal atmosphere somehow it, and we need to go about our day giving people the their their necessary respect for their role in our society we need to go about our business doing that but let's how do i say this if there's a if we were all equal right who would like where would we, where would we differentiate between the fast food worker and the lawyer like i'm sorry people if you're working fast food like although you you definitely have a lot to offer you you are worth less per se than the, than the criminal lawyer however does that now give the criminal lawyer the right to treat you like dog shit no that criminal lawyer should definitely definitely still still say uh thank you and please please and thank you when he's ordering food from you he should definitely still go out of his way to respect you when uh, when you're doing your job like that criminal lawyer doesn't get a I deserve to treat other people like shit card just because he's a lawyer. No, we all need the necessary respect. And until we come to terms that we are not all equal, there will never be true equality. Because I think the idea of true equality uh, that we are pursuing isn't exactly that we are all equal or equally gifted but more that we all have the um, equal opportunities, right? Like the best choices, the best way to regulate is a regulate a society is to make sure everybody has the the equal opportunity for upward mobility, and the best way to do that is to come to terms with the fact that we are not all equal and allow each every every individual to pursue their own style. Right, their own way of achieving that upward mobility they wanted in the first place. You know, we all have an agenda, you know, but just like, just because like, for example, the, 
the best comedian isn't going to rise rise to the top the same way as the best uh, microbiologist did. They just aren't. Just like the best um, line cook isn't going to rise to the top the same way as the president of the United, United States is. Like, we are all fundamentally different. We need to allow ourselves to be free. And the best way to do that is to recognize that our our understanding of equality is limited by our own insecurities. And, oh my God, I've rambled on and on for that from that topic much longer than I intended. But um, I, if you are anybody with common sense, you probably understand what the fuck I'm talking about. And if that's the case, I'm proud of you. <laughs> if that's the case, then I'm proud of you. That means you are using your brain. Because, like, I... I can't tell you how many people I've ran into that are, are so un, unafraid, not unafraid, so afraid of coming to terms with their own, um, incom in with everything they're incapable of doing. Well, I was about to, I was about to say incom, com, incapable. Fuck it, I can't speak English. Let's let's skip that word. Um, let's skip that word for now. But um, what am I gonna talk about next? I already talked about inequality. Um, I already talked about my hatred for basic uh, teenage or feminist plotline girl power movies. Um, what else am I going to talk about? <sighs> Running out of things to talk about. Oh. I guess we could talk about fucking... Um, Alright, I'm, I'm going to come out and say it. Um, I believe the American democracy is, is dead. Like, our democracy is no more. We are... It's dead. Like, of course, we can go through the process, the political process. Of course, we can follow our, our, our hearts and vote for the right candidates. However, there's, there's an issue with that following and trusting the system thing. Um, the system is faulty. The system has been hijacked. And the system, the system is corrupt. Like... The very, for example, we all saw what, what happened to Bernie Sanders. I'm not a Bernie Sanders fan, but we all saw what happened to Bernie once he almost won. All right. Um, the Democrats outright stole the election from him and gave it to Hillary Clinton. Like they flat out did that. The establishment elite flat out stole the election and gave it to Hillary Clinton. And we all saw what happened once Trump was in office. They nonstop put in bullshit article hit pieces to um, shit on his presidency. Again, still not a Trump fan, but it was clearly a corrupt process that shows that our establishment picks favorites. Like we, like for when Trump was in office, um, kids being in cages at the border, border, um, the Mexican border was an issue. Like we hated how fucking um, our uh, the ICE or immigration was. What's the word I'm looking for? Immigration uh, Customs Enforcer, whatever the fuck. I, I, you know, it's that organization, it's the organization of police officers that regulate the immigration process. You know, we all hated how ICE was putting kids in cages, you know, the illegal immigrants in uh, holding cells, I guess, all right, while Trump was president. But as soon as he was no longer, no longer president and Biden became the president, we all forgot about the kids in cages um, issue, and that's because it was never an issue in the first place. Well, yes, it is, but in reality, most of us didn't care, all right? We just wanted a reason to hate on Trump 
because the the establishment told us we are supposed to hate on Trump. Now, I'm not a, I hate on all politicians. The reason I hate on Trump is because there's no way you can ri- you can rise to that level of power without being at least part of the establishment elite. Like there are just there are various faction of establishment elites who have other agendas. But nobody can tell me after images, multiple images of Trump, all right, hanging out with uh, Bill Clinton and Epstein back in the day, or in multiple other obvious elite establishment members. And nobody can tell me after seeing images like seeing images like that, nobody can tell me that Trump isn't at least part of one of their factions. Like it's just not possible. Like he may be against a lot of them, but he's one of them. Because that's how these things works. There are various factions of elites with other hidden agendas, and they all operate to, um, you know, to benefit their own agendas, to benefit their own sacred agendas. But at the end of the day, they are all part of one big cesspool of corruption. You know, like Trump's ties to Israel are very uh, suspicious. Uh, his ties to Israel. Uh, make me a bit, give me the heebie-jeebies a bit, you know, <laughs> like, no, I'm not anti-Semitic, I'm just not a fan of the state of Israel, <laughs> right, um, but you, we can't, we can't just look at, um, we, we need to understand that our, our democracy has no longer been, has never been under, under the control of the American public, at least not since I'm going to say, um, the 19th century, like right now, what controls our democracy are the corporate giants and uh, hidden uh, industrial elites around the world who have their own special interests. Like, for example, the military industrial complex controls the American military. All right. You know, <laughs> there's a reason why we have such a yes, we have such a high military budget because we need to. As the most powerful nation in the world, we, it's only fair that we have a military that, you know, can enforce that power, all right? But the reason why we are always uh, in, involved in various ta- uh, conflicts around the world isn't because our military wants to go to war 24-7, but it's because we are fueled. We, 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 first of all, most of the Middle Eastern wars, the Middle Eastern conflicts are all fucking um, oil wars in in disguise. You know, it's all oil wars, and, and it's, it's just part of that process of corruption. You know, there's nobody, like, you can't... We've already been exposed for being natural resource hunters in, in multiple conflicts, whether or not it's Vietnam, all right, or our involvement in conflicts in Africa, or yes, the Middle East, and even even fucking Latin America. Matter of fact, most most of the reasons why many of our Latin American neighbors despise us is because of our elitist involvement in Latin America from all the way down to the nineteenth century to now. You know, like our what our, what controls our government is our major corporations' attachments to our politicians, you know, like, I'm sorry, you may have voted for a particular candidate, but the ones who control whatever that candidate votes on are the people who 
actually donate and the people who donate to these camp to their campaigns are the billion dollar the billion dollar industrial elites our our democracy has been hijacked by people who have more resources than us that's just the case and i will stand on that fact that american democracy is dead and the we've all we are all seeing the signs that our democracy is dead more and more as more candidates and we go through more elections like there's a reason why all of the candidates that are, are that appear to be the best choices are never the ones who end up being the nominees. It's always the top two guys that we all suggested we avoid. Like even like fucking even Ronald Reagan was taken advantage of by the bulk of the elitist control controlled network uh, in his second term. And I'm gonna say it: Ronald Reagan was a trained actor. Like. There are evidence of him being a confirmed socialist way before he became known as the Republican candidate. It's because he was an industry plant. The elites chose him as a plant for to portray a character for the people to put for the people to put their hopes in, their hopes and dreams in, only for him to do the exact opposite once he's in power. Like there's a reason why, regard despite the fact he was in power, uh, the communist. The communists in our country decided, or not decided, um, grew more powerful. There's a reason why. He was just a false image there for you to put your hopes and dreams in. And I, that's just, it's the same case for all Democratic and Republican candidates. It's, none of them are, are, are actually our control. They're not, none of them are fighting for our, our best interest. It's all, only them and they're these special interest, special interest groups that fund them in in their goals and their agendas. It's all bullshit, you know. Like I, I will continue to say this every single day. Uh, I have this discussion. The American democracy is is dead. It, it's it hasn't been alive for a long fucking time, and we need to come to terms with that. We need to accept that and start working for I don't know what to say like a better tomorrow. Yeah, a better tomorrow. <laughs> we need to start fighting against the corruption itself. And yeah, that's my two cents. Um, this is the end of the episode. Guys, check out my book online. I go over the uh, the our descent towards corruption. It is called Societal Evolution. Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. Again, it's on Amazon ebook and print. It is, it is called Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. Um, aside from that... Uh, my name is Victus Void, Victus D. Void, and you have a wonderful evening. Take care and God bless.